0: Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Survivors of Trauma. This is Erin Hartz with Self-Care for Survivors of Trauma and today I'm talking about the joy of being a parent. So this was a nice weekend. I got to watch my son play with his best friend. His friend came over and spent the night and I got to reflect a little bit on how much I love being a parent and I'm not here to be, you know, toxically... Positive or anything like that. Of course, being a parent is very hard a lot of the time, and I'm not at all saying it's not. And you'll see that at the end when I have a little story about something that happened tonight. When I was sitting down to write this episode, Um, my son and I had a little conflict, um, and so I'll talk about that at the end here. But I did want to start out, and I just I wanted to give I guess gratitude or attention to the fact that being a parent can be so rewarding and it's it's so much fun some of the time. I always wanted to be a mom. When I was little, I was one of those little girls who played with dolls all the time. I had dolls of every shape and size. I had Barbies up the wazoo, you know, a whole bucket of them and a Barbie car and um, I would play Barbies with my friends like probably until I was way too old to do that and I had this lifelike doll me and my one of my best friends had these like I don't know some Christmas or some birthday or whatever we both got kind of like a lifelike baby doll and we used to just pretend we were their moms you know and play house and um, we would even pretend to like breastfeed them and put them to bed and I just remember we we loved it we always just wanted to be moms and um, I don't even really know where I learned all that. Maybe from a neighbor of mine who had a baby when I was maybe seven. She did get she did show me a lot about newborns and teach me a lot. So maybe that was around the time that I started doing that. I'm not sure. Maybe it's just, you know, human nature that we just learn all those things. We see it in the animal kingdom maybe and then learn it ourselves. I'm not sure. But um, then... As I got older, though, and I got married, my husband wasn't as into having kids. Um, Maybe this is a red flag right there that we didn't talk nearly enough about the fact that how much he wanted kids or how much I did before we got married. Um, I, I know we kind of mentioned it on the side, but yeah, it just shows how immature... We were back then, and that kind of thing was not that important to us. Like, we were in love, and we wanted to get married, and we thought it was going to work forever, you know. Um, But about five years into marriage, I kind of had been thinking, I don't know if I want to have kids, you know, since he wasn't as into it. And I thought, well, maybe I can live my whole life without having kids. I'm a teacher. Maybe I can just pour all my love and energy into my class, which I certainly did. Um, But then I taught sixth grade for a while, and then I went down to teach second grade. I moved schools, decided I taught second grade that year, and I fell in love with those little seven-year-olds. They were the cutest age I had ever seen in my life. I loved them so much, and I just, after that year, I just knew I needed needed to have a kid. I I was never going to be fulfilled if I didn't have a baby. And at that time, you know, my my, my ex-husband, he started, he was kind of open to it. You know, he wasn't completely at a no. And then when my sister had her first son, we both just fell in love with him. And I think that's when we both decided we wanted to have a baby. And then we did, you know. So it wasn't until about five or six years into our marriage that our son Sebastian was born and... Uh, I just, I loved all of it. I really did. I mean, it was hard and I was sleep deprived, but I seriously loved so much of being a mom. It was, it's been everything that I wanted it to be and more because I just have the most amazing kid in the world. And I love going to the park with him and watching him play. And, um, As a survivor of trauma, I have a hard time with play. I did for a long time, and probably because of going through a divorce as well. I was pretty depressed a lot of the time, and so it was hard for me to have fun and play, and my son's just always been very funny. Ever since he was like one years old, one of the first words he learned was joke, and so he'd try to make people laugh and say joke, and I remember him um, even before one or around the time we had, he had a little friend who was a little older than him that I used to babysit, and he. I remember him just falling on the floor on purpose to try and make her laugh. You know, he just he loves making people laugh, and now he's nine years old and he still tries to make me laugh all the time, and I'm just so grateful for that because that's not something that comes very naturally to me in in my life. Like, yes, I can have fun and relax at times, but in general, I'm pretty serious and I'm task-oriented and I'm not just someone making jokes all the time. I like to talk about deep things, obviously, and, and take life pretty seriously. So it's been nice having that little bundle of joy around because he truly is. He's just such a little light, you know. Um, so last night, he had his friend spend the night, and those two, they were just getting along so well. Everything was so funny to them. I mean, just belly laugh after belly laugh, and it just makes me smile seeing them play. And then this morning, oh my God, it was just so funny to me. So we have a cat, and his friend also has a cat, so I, that feels like it's part of the story. So they both know cat behavior very well. And this morning after breakfast, they both started pretending to chase the little red light that we have, the laser pointer that I use to have my cat run around the house. So I started making, my son likes to chase the laser pointer sometimes because it's fun to pretend you're a cat. Well, his friend Carson was totally into it today too. So they both um, are on the floor pretending to be cats, and then they're like, oh my gosh, let's pretend we're cats and fight like cats. And so (laughs) two little nine-year-old boys are not so little anymore. They go upstairs because that's where the carpet is. And I hear them, like, wrestling and making meow noises and playing around like they were cats, like probably for 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes, and they were just so joyful it was the cutest thing in the world. I just, I just really dug that. And it's like, I'm so grateful. I'm a mom because I get to see stuff like that and hear just pure joy coming from my son. And it's it's like, nothing makes us happier as a parent than to know that our kids are happy and to allow him to have like a sleepover and they were just having the best time. And yeah, it's kind of a pain in the neck. Like, of course they didn't go to sleep that early, and I had to ask them a bunch of times to to be quiet, and you know, and had to threaten that he'd have to go sleep in the other room if they couldn't quiet down. But eventually they fell asleep, you know, probably right before ten o'clock. So, um, you know, I mean, it, it's that that's what it took, but it was so worth it. And then they woke up this morning and have fun again. So then. So, I'm thinking of today about what I'm gonna talk about. and it is like you know the joy of parenting is a great topic, and I just wanna revel in that delight and and remember how much fun it can be to be a parent, um even though it's been a long nine years, you know i i I am not one of those people that have said it goes by in a snap. That has not been my experience with parenting. Um, Maybe because I was a stay-at-home mom the first three years, which can be really isolating. I mean, I met other stay-at-home moms, and they're wonderful friends of ours, but that was slow. And then maybe because I got divorced, and maybe because I became a single parent, you know, it's been all me for, almost all me for the last six years. And it has not been quick, you know, and I've learned a lot of lessons in that time. But... I've grown a lot as a person because of being a parent, and so this little story I was going to tell you about tonight, so I'm sitting down to write what I want to say about being the joys of being a parent, right, and how much I love it, and I usually record this podcast around 7.30 or 8.30 on a Sunday night after I put my son to bed. And so we have our normal bedtime routine and tonight he was tired from his sleepover and he really wanted me to hang out more with him. Of course, like anyone who is a parent knows that this is kind of the struggle pretty much every night. Um, I mean, he's pretty good about it, but I'd say two or three times a week he's really sad when I have to say goodnight and leave, you know, even though he knows it's coming. So he's always trying to get me to stay in there longer, of course. Um, so tonight I, you know, I said, okay, I'll, I'll I don't remember, I'll, I'll read with you for five minutes. Is that okay? Okay. So he ended up clipping his toenail for five minutes and I was hanging out with him. And that was over and then he was mad that we didn't read. And I said, well, I had five minutes and we decided to clip your toenail. So that time is up. And he was just like, oh, well, I really wanted to read with you. You know, and he was upset. And I, at that point, had gone back into. I said night, and I love you. And, I mean, this whole bedtime routine had been, you know, many minutes now that we had already hugged and already done a bunch of stuff, right? I had gotten him a little sleep story we like to listen to on the call map. Like, all this stuff had already happened. But then he said, I really want you to come back. And then I said, well, I'm I'm busy. I have plans. Um, And my plan was to work on this podcast, but I didn't say that. I said, I have plans. I'm busy, Um, but I love you. Good night. And he said, you care more about your computer than me. And he threw that out there, you know, when I was out of his room. You know, there was a part of me that, of course, like my heart went out to him because I know he just wants as much attention as he possibly can pump from me. And maybe that worked in the past, but I also kind of was smiling to myself because I have thankfully learned at this moment in time as a parent that my time for myself is the most valuable thing that I can actually give him towards me being a better parent. I have tried for years to give in to his requests And to try to be that perfect parent where I have a kid that's not saying stuff like that, but it's just, it's not possible. I mean, a kid, a child is always going to pump more and more and more and want longer and longer and longer. There has to be a cutoff point. And I used to kind of be guilty about that. Maybe not kind of. I was very guilty about that. I didn't know how to maneuver that. And now and, and then I, I paid the consequences. And the consequences were that I was completely burned out. I didn't spend enough time on myself. And then what would happen was I'd end up getting fed up and start being angry and rude to him. And that is just not okay. And I really hated myself then, right? So I've thankfully learned in the last couple of years, the pandemic has really taught me this lesson that I have to have. good amount of time for myself and I have to spend time on my artistic abilities because those are the things that bring me joy and if I can fill up my joy then I am able to notice his and revel in his and be there with him in his joy but if I don't do that I'm a person that doesn't just naturally have that and so the only way I know to build that up is for me spending time creating stuff, or singing, or reading, or journaling. Those are things that fill me up and make me feel like I have enough energy to to be there in the moment with him. So, so that is what I've learned with parenting, and I'm calling that the learning to let go as a parent. I guess learning to set a limit as a parent, learning to have a boundary where I have to take time for myself so that I can be a good mom. And he won't know that, you know, maybe he won't see it for years and years and years. But I know that in the last year or two, probably in the last year, I can say that I have been a much more calm mother than I was his first seven years of life. And... It's because I've learned how to take care of myself, right? There it goes, right back to the beginning of how do I take care of myself? And how do I take care of myself as a parent? And how do I take care of myself as a highly sensitive parent? And I need a lot of time for myself to be relaxed, downtime, time to do my own thing. And I truly love being with him too. And he'll feel that, you know. These times where he's mad that I'm leaving his room, you know, it's not going to really matter. I, I know that he he knows I care about him. And it's because now I don't get mad and I don't yell at him. And I treat him with respect and, and treat him like a human being with feelings. And just like with any other relationship, there has to be limits. And I'm not a superwoman. I can't give, give, give to him all the time and never take for myself. So I hope you enjoyed that little talk tonight, and I'll see you next time, Survivor. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness, because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.